Hey, buddy. What's happening, Bumblebee? Uh, you know what I be doing, man. You know, I get some, want some pollen? Get pollen. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's good for my skin. Yeah, man. I guarantee the best pollen in the city. <laughs> you want to know who that reminded me of? That reminded me of uh, Denzel Washington. How so? <laughs> from uh, when he was talking about Blue Magic from American Gangster. Like the way he speaks, like the like the I guarantee <laughs> in the city. What did I walk into? What is this? We do, we do like a, we do like a bit every time we just start the podcast. <laughs> Seems like a little ritual. What's up, Brian? How you doing? Doing good, man. Welcome to the show, brother. Hello. Yeah. What's up, man? What's good? Just chilling. Just chilling. What's, what's popping? You know. Oh, not much. All right, man, shut here. up. Man, shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, welcome, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Adam, how, how you doing today, man? I'm good, good. That's good, bro. Hey, look, I want to say, Adam, real quick, for all jokes aside, and to you, Brian, as well, but I, I really appreciate y'all, and I thank you for, you know, coming in, stopping in, making the time for the podcast. I just want to say I really do appreciate that. You don't have to do it, but you guys show up anyway, and I'm still learning to be better at you know my my time management so i appreciate your patience and i appreciate your time okay just want to say that oh man for sure it's fun <laughs> well hey i mean i'm glad you're getting something out of it though all right so joe said he'll be here momentarily um he just wanted us to start the podcast and i wanted to give brian time to get settled and everything that's why i took a little longer okay yep okay awesome so uh uh what episode is this <laughs> somewhere around 39 i think 38 39 nah, nah, this is 36 i think I said somewhere around there. I had it right the third time. All right. There you go. Well, we'll fix it. Don't matter. Welcome, everyone, to the 36th episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. I'm your host, Wayne01193, and we got Navy Man back in the building. And we do have a new co-host. Uh, you want? Is it okay for us to use your real name? Or Yeah, that's cool, man. Okay. Cool. Well, Brian, uh, or, or his gamer tag known as Halo Freak. But what's up, man? Welcome to the stream. Thank y'all for coming in, for real. Appreciate it. Okay, yeah, no problem. So today we're going to be talking about um, the season of Opulence and, you know, the future of Bungie and Destiny 2. Um, so the first thing we're going to start off is there is going to be a, re- a revealing, uh, uh, revealing the future of Bungie and Destiny 2, June 6th. That's a Thursday, 10 a.m. Uh, PST or Pacific Standard Time. And they're also going to be at E3 this year. And... Um, I'm excited about that, but I'm also I don't, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about all of it because I've been my expectations have been let down, but I also think my expectations have been a little too high. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, Bungie knows how to really get the uh, their core audience excited for the new content, even though even if we are you know skeptical, you know, based off of the pattern. Man, let them down every single time. I mean, I, I, and that I, was parents. Or maybe like the you know the estranged parent that like you're always excited to see him and you know they're gonna come and they're gonna you know be great and then it's always not. <laughs> or they don't kill him. Well, I so mean, like a- okay. So just to clarify, I mean, uh, for the people that are listening and for you guys, um, like I said, they are gonna have this reveal. Um, I believe they're gonna have it on Twitch, but also on other locations as well, like other platforms. They didn't really specify per se like when they're gonna have this big reveal. Obviously, it's I don't I don't think it's a Destiny two thing. I mean, they may bring up some Destiny three, maybe, 
But I mean, it literally says Destiny Two in the in the thumbnail that they released on Twitter. So they're just talking about the future of the bun- future of Bungie and Destiny Two. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts on what they're going to talk about? I mean, like, do you think they're going to uh, bring out another annual pass? You know, talk about the the how the the, the functions of the DLC expectations. Yeah, so that's something that uh, that's something that we were actually talking about. A couple of my buddies and mine were thinking, all right, so when are we? When are we doing the whole Destiny 3 thing? Or are we just going to keep building on Destiny 2 as it is right now? And looking at, like, I feel like there's almost been this arc that started when they started doing the the Gambit stuff and started bringing in the Drifter. And it seemed like a bigger story than we, than, than I anticipated it was going to be. And the season of Oculence is going to kind of hopefully build on that some more and more, especially with the last few. Um, if you did, like, the little little quests and you talk to um what's that mysterious girl's name the messenger you know i'm talking about yeah the girl so you talk, you what you call yes the emissary <laughs> yeah the emissary and i feel like we're probably going to continue on the destiny 2 path in which case this is going to be like this marks the end of we're like we're at the end of destiny activision right bungie activision right and now we're moving into all all Bungie's core stuff, what they want to do. There's no excuses anymore. And I think they're trying to start off strong because they know like from here on out, you know, all eyes on just Bungie, you know, no more, no more Activision to blame. So okay. I think it's going to be cool. I got a question though. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I mean, I think it's going to be cool, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic based off of my experiences and my expectations being let down or whatever. But um, when it comes to Destiny 3, well, first of all, I kind of, Okay, this is this, this is petty, but I kind of wish they didn't call it Destiny Two or Destiny Three. I wish it was Destiny and then like a subtitle. That's just my personal yeah. Opinion. Um, that's me being a little petty, but also, I, I, we're gonna go right to the season of opulence trailer that that was revealed as well. I happen to notice the um, the the trailer itself. The 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 frames were a lot higher. It seemed like it seemed very smooth. The graphics were always good. But I don't know if you got no, if you noticed that the frames it, it seemed like a lot it seemed like a smoother trailer like how it looks the shooting the graphics I don't know do you, my, my point is this do you think and I I'm I'm, good, I'm just gonna say yes but do you think Destiny Three should run on a new engine? Ooh, well I'm I'm a little jealous of the sixty frames over there on PC so I'd like some of that over for his Xbox chumps man every I mean, time I watch streamers it looks so smooth. And if that can only be accomplished on a new gen console, I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. get, solid get, maybe for me. Get your stacks out, bro. That's what you. Yeah, say. that's what I say. You better start saving. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. So, and I mean, do you do you think? I mean, personally, I, I I really think that with the next the next season console with the with the um with the with the, with the core processor being more powerful, better graphics, you know, 4K resolution, whatever. Um, I, I believe in the future. I think. I think developers, well, not only developers, but also, you know, the, the game creators and then the guys, you know, behind the scenes, I, I believe that they actually want to, you know, have, have, a, have an Xbox or, or, or a console kind of run like a PC in terms of the graphics. That's, that's a no brainer, but also the frames, because if you, if you don't know, I mean, the frames make a huge difference when you just, when you're, when you're looking at it, you can see how smooth it is. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's you definitely. It changes the whole experience. I mean, personally, I just like how it looks. I mean, what do you think, Adam? Real, make it real brief. Um, I mean, the only thing I really care about, and I don't know if it's a frame thing or not, 
is the ability to open up my menu that's not going to take an hour. Oh my god! Yes, please. Like, honestly, I like. Please. I, I think it's a pretty smooth game for the most part. Every now and then, and I, I also have the very first generation Xbox One, so that Dude, probably it's not, plays it's not a role. Be- in I that. thought it would be better on the X. It's not better on the X, man. This is okay. oh god, that's a sore spot for me. But, but not just not just. I'm just saying in general, like. I know every now and then the frame rates during the actual gameplay are a little messed up for me. And I've, you know, at least people like the S or the X have said that it's not as bad. Um, but yeah, no, the only thing I really care about is that freaking the ability to open up my menu without it taking a fucking year. Okay, so look. That is annoying. You know, I completely agree with you on that. That's actually kind of funny. I agree 100%. Um, Give me that next-gen menu. That's it. I'm unconvinced. <laughs> menu. Well, no, the cool thing is I've actually noticed this. Um, <laughs> I was laughing. I actually was listening to another podcast, and this one guy said, well, if, I'm, if I'm streaming games, I will not – I will start on a low-frame game first, and then I'll go to PC. Because if I start on PC, then I go to – a console game that has like you know limited frames, I will vomit. That's what he said. <laughs> and the crazy <laughs> thing is, I, I, I didn't experience vomiting, obviously, but I, you, it's definitely noticeable. Um, because it's jarring. Because you, it for is. Example, there's there's games on console that are 60 frames a second. Because I don't think that's a question that if it's possible. No, it's possible. I think it's you know the choices are up to I believe the developers and game designers and all that or whatever i'm not very tech savvy so i don't know 100 but i know that it's possible so for example call of duty black ops right bro they i didn't i didn't know this but it runs on it runs on 60 frames adam and i will play a ton of black ops zombies like for like hours right and then we would switch to destiny uh-huh. i thought my game was broken when i played the crucible <laughs> <laughs> Because that was bro, trash. This, this, <laughs> this is trash. I said, Adam, Adam, can you feel this? I'm, I can't play the game. It's, it's like, well, wait, why are you playing like doo-doo, bro? It's like, ah, I can't see. <laughs> but yo, just, just to clarify, I'm assuming you guys already saw it. But also for the listeners out there, uh, the Season of Opulence trailer is already out, and it was really focusing on the six-man activity that's called the uh, uh, menagerie, and uh, that's basically, um, it's, 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 in layman's terms, it's a zoo, right? In a zoo, you have different creatures and different animals all caged up and, you know, sectioned off. In my mind, obviously, we're going to, in the trailer you saw, there was different, you know, creatures you were fighting, or se- a sex of, you know, creatures, you know, vex, <clears throat> cabal, etc. Um, I, I like I said, this is a shot in the dark based off of what I'm seeing, which we will uh, talk about after the uh, <laughs> after the after the break. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they're returning. But also in my mind, I'm just speculating on what things what what other guns or other armor pieces or other things that they're going to return, you know, other than what we've seen so far. Right. But first. Uh, so, Brian, mm-hmm. I don't think you know this or not. I usually run the um, the the sponsor in between each episode, so people don't have to deal with it in the very beginning. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know quit the recording and then we're gonna restart it again. Okay, I'll invite you guys. Okay, so Sounds now good. here's a word from our sponsor. Brian, welcome back. Hey, hey. All right, all right. Emma should be coming in very soon. Probably like in two seconds. Okay, so now 
we're going to talk about real quick what we're going to experience in the season of opulence, okay? Or at least specifically in this six-man activity called the Menagerie, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to experience Leviathan Secrets. We're going to experience treasure or loot. And then we're going to experience replayability. This is what they claim. At least I, I will, I'll see about the replay. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> um, I've heard that a lot. The replayability, huh? All right. That's the crazy thing. I mean, like, that's the thing. There's a lot of content, but I want the content to have substance and to not, I don't know. I, I, I don't, well, I, I guess that's what makes it replayable, right? That the fact that it has substance, you know, it'll leave you coming back for more because there's more carrots to chase per se. We'll see. Okay, so the Leviathan Secrets, specifically, you're going to confront new challenges on an unexplored deck of Callus's massive ships. So we are going back to the Leviathan. Um, the treasure is uh, up. Oh, there you go. Hey, Adam's back. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? There you go. We're just talking about what we're going to experience when we do the six-man activity. Okay, so the Leviathan Secrets, which is when you confront new challenges on an unexplored deck of Callus's massive ships. So that's something I know you're excited about. Uh, loot. Uh, upgrade the Chalice of Opulence to better refine what which gear you earn. And the Chalice of Opulence is like, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like, from I guess from this YouTuber's, uh, his name is Dado. He said it's like kind of like the, um, what, what was that? What was that recent holiday? The Dawning? Not the Dawning, but the, uh, what? No, Revelry? The Revelry, right? Revelry, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, 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 no. What was the, what was the cook, the, 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 there's a mechanic where you have the bake cookies. You remember that? The winter one? Um, okay. What the hell was it? Okay, so that was the winter one, right? So it, he said it was kind of a cross between that and, you know, something else. So we'll all know once we get there. But, yeah, you, you'll you'll be able to get loot and new gear based off this Chalice of Opulence kind of system, right? Uh, and also replayability. Just like I told Brian, I mean, personally, I, I'll be the judge of that to see if it's really replayable, if I'm liking the carrots on the end of that stick. All right, so when it comes to the content calendar, um, the Menagerie and Crown of Sorrow. So the Menagerie, the six the six man event uh, or activity, and the Crown of Sorrow, which is the raid, starts June fourth. Uh, on June eleventh, and then you get a new Menagerie boss and the Truth Quest, which is if you for, for those of you that don't know, Truth is a a, uh, a year a Destiny one exotic uh, rocket launcher that has like aggressive tracking. So. Just look up Truth to Destiny One. You'll see a lot of compilations in PvP on how aggressive this. Yeah, one of the other old guns that they are introducing, saying, "Look at the new stuff we're giving you." Oh man, you know, honestly, man, you. You know, Adam has an axe to grind, bringing back old gear. I am a sucker for nostalgia. I love it. (laughs) I mean, geez, I was waiting on Adam. They could at least bring back stuff that's you know better. Hey, look. I mean, look. Oh. Well, I was gonna say. I mean. Like bad juju. Well, and... Look, here's the thing, though. There's a good chance. I mean, it may come back. We never know, honestly. I, I never really thought they're going to bring this much stuff back. So, I mean, we you know, may get To be it fair, back. last time I was here, I also mentioned bad juju as one of those guns I would love to see back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't mind it at all. It's not my favorite, but I'll take it. I mean, I like anything Hive-esque or somewhat of a Weapons of Sorrow. Anyway, on June 11th, you get a new Menagerie boss, and the Truth Quest is available. On June 18th, Another new Menagerie boss and Iron Banner quest, or just Iron Banner. And then uh, June 25th, the Menagerie mode, uh, you, there's a heroic mode that's available. Uh, July 2nd, uh, the Lumina quest, which, looking at it, it looks like... Lumina? 
<laughs> Lumina. Did I say Lumina? I'm sorry, my phone. Uh, Lumina. <laughs> I can't even take. All right, <laughs> it, it looks like. All right, Joe's here. What's up? Oh, hey, Joe. What's up, man? Yeah, it took me a second to like join your link. Man, Josie, I'm leaving, man. I mean, it's gotta go a long way to go to get over to the. Uh, but I'm gonna find you. <laughs> wow, you can find me. Give me take my. He is in Iowa City, Iowa. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> If I have my way with you, I mean, we're going to play Destiny together. And have well, a slumber party. Oh, you sound, sound kind of low, Joe. Can you speak up? I said, I'm going to find you, tie you down to the bed, and have my way with you. And by have my way with you, I mean, we're going to just play Destiny together. That's good. Well, can I have Keon tie my hands so I can actually play the game? No. <laughs> you have to use your feet. I don't wash. That's <laughs> it's your <laughs> controller. Where was World's first. I want to see that on like the rock band drums. <laughs> we'll take you through. Okay, All right, so, where you guys? Where you guys at in the conversation? Okay, talk, so, talking so, about the opulence, right? Season we're talking opulence. about how Adam hates old guns and he hates oh, nostalgia. He basically so nothing's changed destiny. from every other podcast. Adam stole complaining about the same. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which gun were you talking about, Adam? The truth. Truth. Oh, truth is coming back. Like I said, didn't I say that like twenty? Yes, ago? truth is coming back. But <laughs> okay, here's my question: Are we getting truth, like good truth, or are we getting no. twenty seventeen nerf truth? Dude, where... everything's boo boo. Everything's boo boo. <laughs> it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be the lie. That's what it is. It's not the truth. It's gonna be the lie. Man, it's like Thorn that came back. Thorn came back. Not the same. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, what was it? Uh. You know, we had Crimson that was supposed to be like the resurgence of Red Death, and that's not the same. We got, yeah, uh, we got freaking, um, what do you call it? Last Word seems to be holding its own. Yeah, Last Word has been legit. Chaperone's still good. Oh, Chaperone. Chap- chaperone's uh, Chaper- okay, chaperone's so that's dirty, man. Right there. Chaperone's like way better than it was. I'm, I'm glad, too. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but all, all the all the crutch shotgunners out there, they, they like that. Crutch shotgunners, you have to aim for that thing. Shotguns. You have to aim for that one. It's a crutch. Well, apparently, if my Aaron Till's a crutch, so is your chaperone. <laughs> you get tired of carrying the team, your Aaron Till. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you can just buy one. Go get it. <laughs> it's not my fault. You're bad. Okay, so look, <laughs> so Joe, I'm glad you're here. I, I'm, I'm kind of glad you're back because it's been a while since you've been on the podcast because. You provide good insight, and you just you're pretty darn. Blueberry like, just got me killed. Okay. Ooh, rub, rub my belly, Wayne. Okay, rub anyway, uh, so <laughs> we were we were, ta- we were at the content calendar where we just you know what's getting released that you know such day, right? Um, so so mm-hmm. uh, I'm just gonna just continue on where I was, but the Lumina, Lumina, excuse me, hey, Lumina it is. Sorry, I keep doing it. Sorry. Uh, so I was talking about the, the, the Lumina Quest. It, it looks like the Rose or the Thorns counterpart, like when you look at it. Um, I'm excited about that. I really it am. Looks, it looks good, man. This it, is some top-tier Destiny. Do we know anything about it? I know. I mean, unless you want to look at Bipe's video, he talks about it. Like, I don't, it's, the thumbnail, it's the thumbnail of his video. So I'm assuming he has something to say lore-wise about it. I got to check it out. It literally looks like a prettier version of Thorn. It's not yeah, going to be Rose, but it's going to be something. 
Yeah, right. I was going to say, I think it's safe to assume that that's definitely going to be. The it would be cool if you get life back, which is like opposite of Thorne. You know what? You know and what that saying? totally makes that Yeah, possible. like you suck the life out of others instead of. Yeah. Like it well, adds yeah. to you. Yeah, like you suck them off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Night and day. Yeah, night and day. I'm about to get totally real different. weird. Real weird. Okay, we're going to move on from this. Okay. Um, so, uh, July 9th, the Tribute Hall and Moments of Triumph are available. And then on July 30th, the Solstice of Heroes is back. So, it's just another summer event, just capping up the year. And just it's, it's, the Solstice of Heroes is just another recap. It's, it's a free event. Okay. Solstice of Heroes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, the, the last thing we're going to talk about is the Pinnacle Weapons and then... We're gonna tie. We're gonna have some uh, bonus talking points on what's returning and our thoughts on it. Anime is excluded from this conversation. Um, <laughs> Why? I'm, just I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> Adam has but, been booted from the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Uh, so we have we have three weapons coming back. Well, first of all, before I continue on what they are, how do you guys feel? And we're gonna do this in an orderly fashion. I- I've actually been getting feedback from people like regarding the podcast and how it sounds. I just want to make sure we're not talking over each other because the, the quality isn't quite there yet. So when we talk at the same time, it cancels everything out. So we're going to start in an orderly fashion, you know, Joe first, then Adam, then Brian. Okay. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think about the, the pinnacle weapons just coming in? What do you guys feel about that? Recluse, you know, Luna's how, you know, uh, the revoker, you know, what do you guys feel about that? So Joe, what do you think? So is the question more directed toward the way they're going to have it now as far as the glory points? Don't You don't lose glory points toward the weapon? Well, I, I didn't know anything about that specifically, but in terms of do you think it's a good idea uh, that these weapons, that, that we're getting pinnacle weapons, you know, just special legendaries that are, uh, you know, that, that you get from PvP, PvE, do you feel that it's going to overshadow exotics? Or do you think, they're too, you think we're going to have another Luna's Howl situation? Or do you think we're in good standing? You think these are good ideas? Uh, I mean, I don't really. I guess uh, you bring up a good point because um, there's some exotics out there that I'm just like, okay, cool, man. I'm never gonna use that. But like the pinnacle weapons, like surprise, recluse surprised me this last season, right? Because I, I was like, I'm, I haven't done submachine gun work in like a while, and then I picked it up, and then I started using it a lot, and I like it a lot. Um. So bringing up, you know, that they're kind of phasing out exotics, I think is a very good point. Um, I don't know how I really feel they should go left or right on that situation. <laughs> you know, they're going to nerf Luna's Howl, but are they going to have to keep nerfing this stuff when they come out? And I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what the right answer is. No, no, there, there's no right or wrong answer. I just kind of wanted to know your thoughts on it, the potential negatives, or if it's just a complete positive thing. But no, I... Um... I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking like there's times where I would just use a pinnacle weapon, and uh, most of my exotics just aren't very. You, they're 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 almost they're so unique to the point where they're they're so situational where I never find myself in that situation. So guess what? I don't use them. So um, I don't I don't know. I, I, but at the same time, I don't want to have another Luna's house situation. But at the same time, you also are thinking about people that actually really worked hard, not people that paid to get people. You have people get their stuff, but People that actually worked hard and grinded, you know, to get that gun because they're good at the game and they decided to, you know, climb the ranks. I, I don't know, man. I mean. So I guess to answer your question then, 
just because now I kind of see where you're going with it. I think pinnacle weapons are a good idea. I think the way that they have it set to win the pinnacle weapons is not good. Do you think it's too tedious, like specifically in the PvP arena or what? So there's there's some aspects that they're starting to, I think, get right, you know, because there's, there's some weapons out there that are like, hey, you got to do this in PvP and then you got to do this in like the game world to like earn it. Um, I, I kind of look back to like uh, uh, Redrick's Broadsword, right? So we didn't get it that one season, but then they offered it to us as like a side quest that you had to do all the stuff between like the game world and the PVP world. And I thought that was cool. But at the same time, like, oof, well, that kind of cut, cut the guys who earned Redrick's on their own short. And it also had better roles than the one that they earned. Um, but again, like you're saying, like there, there's no way to prevent people from paying other people to win it. So I don't know. I, I think it's a good idea to have pinnacle weapons. I think that the way that we, the the stuff you got to do to get it is not okay. Not okay, I, I guess I rather didn't have anything about that. Okay, so what are your thoughts on it, Adam? I mean, just to cap on it, like, do you do you like you know where the pinnacle weapons are? Are you afraid it's going to turn into another bad situation like the Luna's How? Do you find that pinnacle weapons are making more exotics useless because maybe uh, pinnacle weapons perform better, they're more universal, maybe more dependent, uh, maybe exotics are too unique, too situational and you find there's no need for them. So what's your thoughts, just being very vague and or general, what are your thoughts on the pinnacle weapons coming up? Um, yeah, I was very similar like Joe. So, I mean, I get it. You know, they're hard to get and everything. Um, but like you said, like, exotics are, like, almost, not all of them, but a lot of exotics are almost worthless nowadays. Okay. Like, the, I, there are very few exotics that, like, outshine... You know that. And in fact, I don't even know if there is an exotic that outshines like Luna's. Um, you know, maybe last word up close. Maybe Ace of Spades. You know, once you get Memento Mori proct, but you know, like, like you said, ninety like percent of the exotics are like not even used, except by Wardcliff Colony. You know, like heavy weapons, yeah. But you know, I was actually talking with it today, like the Sunshot. When was the last time you saw the Sunshot? Like that's I actually tried. a fun gun, but it's. <laughs> Gosh, I- I forgot that gun again. Yeah, well, I, I just got another one the other day, which is why, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, Sunshot. And, you know, that's a really cool gun, and, like, the concept is cool, but it's never going to beat a Luna's Howl. So you basically put, like, you know, forever put that gun to the sidelines unless someone just wants to just have fun not using a Luna's Howl. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Honestly, a side note. Uh, to make that, because the, the, like I agree with you, the Sunshot is a great concept. It's a cool-looking gun, but it falls short, A, competing with other hand cannons, but specifically, the reason why it fails to compete is because the recoil pattern is a little too... It was, it's, the recoil pattern is predictable, but it's it's too... It's 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 it, this, you can't shoot it fast, and there's only eight rounds in the magazine, and the damage isn't that good. Maybe I suck at it, but it's not right, that so good. The damage actually isn't terrible. I was actually using it today and doing them decent in comp, but it's yeah, the eight rounds really hurts. Yeah, like, I agree. Really hurts. I, I I agree with you on that. Okay, so um, and and Brian, you know, you're the last one again. Um, but uh, after and after your after your perspective on it, we're going to actually talk about the pinnacle weapons, what they do. And then we're going to have a brief, you know, talk on what you feel about these ones coming up. And then we'll just kind of uh, rant on bonus talking points. You know, go ahead, Brian. So you're kind of asking me what, what, like, what I think about where the pinnacle weapons are right now and how, like, the road to get them for people. 
Uh, yeah. So like, yeah, you could, it's kind of like that, you know, what's, what's your thoughts on them just in general? Um, do, like I said, and I gave some examples that I guess to have talking points. I mean, do you feel that they're overshadowing exotics? You don't, do you like how, do, do you like the road to get them, et cetera? Go ahead. I, I like the road to get them because uh, destiny has this kind of thing that it's been doing ever since the first raid started where it gives you like little tidbits and uh, little, little things like, Hey, grab this orb and put it right here and then grab this thing and, you know, strike this pillar with it. And that'll teach you things as it, you build on that. So once you get to like a raid, you're like, oh, I've seen this mechanic before. And it's the same thing with these pinnacle weapons where you have to get so many kills with a fusion rifle or get so many kills with a hand cannon. It's like you're training to get that Not anymore. that better one, you know? Well, I think it kind of is because it's going to be like... Recluse, you gotta, all you have to do is get the fabled. For which one? The recluse, all you have to do is get the fabled. Uh, that's that's true, but, but it was one... It was, the recluse is a gun that you get in there, uh, you get into the crucible, and in order to get the, well, actually, a lot of them are doing this right now, which is why I thought the revoker was a little out of, kind of out of left field, where the the gun will reward you for doing exactly what it's meant to do, right? Like if I just try to body you with it, I mean, you could probably beat me with somebody else, especially it doesn't have like OP range, but if I use it the way it's meant, get headshots, then it starts, you know, starts ramping up and ramping up, and I think. I think that's a that's a good thing, like having a journey to get them so everyone can get them. Like, like everyone will get them eventually. And then, no. well, no, but the, the idea is like with Redrix, like if you put in the work, you can get the gun, right? As opposed to exotics where, hey, you know, ever since Destiny 1, you might get it, you might not, we'll see, you know? And that gives people something to strive towards. Now, the idea behind random drops for, like, exotics, this is talking about exotics that you don't necessarily have to follow the exotic quest or something, but, like, it, it they're, they're very niche. Like, like you were right how if I have a last word, if you're close, you're shredding. If you're far, I, I'm probably going to lose to something else. And then that's how exotics all feel. Like, they all have one special thing they do, which is why they're overshadowed by these legendary guns that are good in multiple situations like up close up far i can do some work with the luna's house and if you have not forgotten forget about it like they just have insane range and they can get you from anywhere you know so i think bungie's gonna have to figure out how to balance that niche you know okay no okay i hear you on that yeah I, I, uh, I'll no, I, don't, I guess one, one more final thing the I, the reason i don't like the way you get them is because it, and I know they're what they they the reason behind it was, and they're like, oh, not everyone's gonna be able to get these weapons, and you know we're okay with that. Cool, except that you're inherently creating a black market, which I know that means you know obviously not you know I didn't pay for it, you know none of us paid for it, and you know what I'm probably never gonna get the not forgotten because I'm not gonna pay for it. But there are people that do, and I think it's kind of ridiculous that some of these are so expensive. I mean, yeah, it's a supply and demand, but they're the ones creating that. Like it's it's not you know. It's not like it's available for anyone and, you know, it's just tedious. It's like really there's very few people that would actually be able to get not forgotten. The way uh -huh. the way it currently is set up, like with the, with the losing points and gaining points, that is an extreme. You know, even if you're a good PvP player, you need to be extremely good and extremely consistent. And you need like probably at least three or four players like all the time running with you. You can't just be, uh, you know, put in the time like to get it it's not like that whereas when redrix's came out 
again, like afterwards, like the, the next season where it was just uh, quick play versus glory, you know, anyone could get that. Yeah, it took time. You know, it was still you had to do all these things. But, you know, not forgotten or something like that. You have to get the legend. Like that is a very few people are going to get that unless you pay for it. And I so that, that was actually – that that actually ties into something that's being done right now that we were just talking about last night. Actually, we're all like, "Oh, you got to hit thirty five hundred, and, and you don't lose points or anything." Actually, that's I thought about it a little bit today, and like right, right before coming out of the podcast, I realized now that kind of you know if you grind, you're gonna get there. You're not losing points with losses, so that kind of actually stick. You know, kind of puts a a stick in the spokes for anyone who's doing paid carries because it's like, well, why am I going to pay you? I can just log in once a day or on the weekend when I'm home and I just grind with my team and we're going to get there. And I think maybe that was kind of a goal of Bungie, like a roundabout way that I, I initially had a bad reaction to it. I was like, so you mean anyone can get it? You know, like you're not going to penalize people for losses. But then I realized that also pulls the rug out from people where it's like, oh, it's, I'm good enough not to get a loss. You're a scrub. Pay me, and I'll get you this gun. You know. Hmm. Well, like, no. Speaking of paying, well, first I want to say this. Uh, I mean, there's there are ways you can go about it. I mean, I believe you know. I, you guys have, you know, you guys have valid points. Um, you know, regarding your point, Adam. I guess you know, I, Bungie kind of unknowingly creates a black market because the weapons are so good and are also hard to get. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, unintentionally created one, but at the same time, I don't really care that people pay to get it because whoever is actually getting it and is going to be using the gun may pretty much suck with it but too well, yeah. I, I thought that too initially but if you're good with hand cannons you may not be good enough to get the not forgotten because of how hard it is but if you have it you can still be good with it because it is a good hand cannon i mean look, I, look and that's fine too but hey look when you think about it I know people say, I, I guess it's, it's kind of funny. In my, in my mind, I'm like, is it a pay to win? Well, not really, because the person that's actually working to get it for you, they still have to work to get it. They just may have a higher chance of getting it just because they play better. You feel what I'm saying? It's still a risk, right? And I look, hey, I, I don't really fault people. I don't really fault people for actually uh, selling their services, you know, for people to pay. I think it's, I think if you are a, if you're, if, you're the, uh, if you're the buyer, if you're the person that actually wants someone to carry you or get you a certain weapon for a certain for a price, I don't think that's financially smart. I, I that's, think that's really I think that's really dumb. But if you are on the other end, I'm not really penalizing you for it because a you, you're you're seeing a need, right? You're seeing a need or a desire. You know, you're you're tapping into a market that people actually want. And b, I mean, hey, okay, if you want to give me money, okay, go for it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it just, it's, it's deemed, I guess, or it's, it's frowned upon, or it just had like a negative connotation to it. It's like, oh, you're paying money to have someone grind for you? Like, what? mind your business. Personally, I don't really give a damn. <laughs> I mean, still, I'm still going to play the game. You didn't, you, didn't pull, you didn't pull money out your wallet, so let them play the game. And look, hey, even if they are good with the hand cannon, why don't you just focus on you and you be good, and you can still, maybe they're trash, maybe they're not. It don't really matter. Who cares? Only person that really lost is the person that, pay for the services and in terms of the only thing they really lost was just their money even if they got their money's worth you feel what i'm saying mm -hmm. um but yeah um regarding the pinnacle weapons so far how i feel about them coming forth um and like i said i'm cautiously optimistic on what's coming out i like the fact that there are special legendaries that do stand up from the crowd that 
will make you want to switch it up every once in a while. Um, I think they're good, but I don't want to have another Lunas House situation. But at the same time, I, it's funny because in Destiny 1, I wanted weapons to be exclusive if you actually earn them, right? And I'm trying to find a balance in terms of like, all right, well, look, how about this? If you earn it, you do well. Like, I don't know, it's just, it almost makes me think like this bunch of play their own game sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can you not see this coming? It's a precision hand cannon that shoots, that has a higher, that has a high rate of fire, has good range. Why would a scout rifle? Why would you pull out a scout rifle? Why would you? Why would you use a pulse rifle? Why would you use any other hand cannon except that one? Right? And I, I don't. Like I said, I, I don't think they're doing it on purpose. But at the same time, too, I guess overall, it's just I'm, I'm very, I'm cautiously optimistic on terms of like how it's going to pan out. But I'm also just indifferent about it because I'll use what I want to use, right? And then I'll complain about it later. Uh, <laughs> I'll complain about it later. Yeah, so uh, the, the new pinnacle weapons that are coming out soon are, 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 are uh, is a sniper, a grenade launcher, and the gambit bow. So the PvP, the the revoker is is, is uh, something you can get from PvP activities. It's a sniper, and the uh, the magic perk or the 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 perk that you know people the perk the special perk is that missed shots are returned to the magazine after a short time. So you know you kind of get an insurance if you suck, right? That's fine. Um, the, the the Windigo GL3, that's a grenade launcher you get from PVE activities. Orbs of light increase blast radius and damage. So just it, it makes you also pay attention to your super bar and what you have and also paying attention to other people popping their supers. So it is it is situational, but I'm also thinking about a boss because anytime we're in PV we're in a PVE uh scenario and we're about to fight a boss you're almost to your super, right? Or you're about to pop your super. You feel what I'm saying? You just have that out. You could do some good damage, right? I'm not, I'm not you know, super excited about it. Uh, and the last one is called the Hush, and that's the, the Gambit bow you, you get from the, the Gambit activity. Uh, and the special perk is hip fire precision shots give a massive draw speed bonus. And I, I like that because I use bows all the time. And I'll, I'm probably, I'll, I'll find... But the reason why I, the reason why I may not even use that bow personally is because I'm so I'm stuck on the La Monarch or known as Lemon Meringue bow makes no sense. But um, only to you, I, only to yeah, well, yeah, me, <laughs> me <laughs> and my world. Uh, I don't know. I just like the I like the the poison uh, the poison bow. It's really cool. Tagged with the hunter. I still uh, haven't gotten that. Well, I know I haven't got the Yoten either. But yeah. Dude, I'm pissed because the the monarch is basically what, what it's it's basically Thorn. That's what it is. It's, it's two shots of water. Because away. yeah, yeah, that's what it should have been. Like that's literally year one Thorn. That's vanilla year one Thorn right there in a boat. It's very form. satisfying to get a kill though with that thing when you when it's a crit shot. It's oh, not I, quite I, as I fast as fire as a Thorn. Obviously, it's a bow. Okay, so um, how often are you gonna hit? crits hit fired like I, I i rocked a bow for a little while and i really enjoyed it but i mean the only time i hit fired if like someone's in my business and i know they have no shield yeah see that, that's what I, I was thinking the same thing i didn't really like that at first and the only and, but i don't know you could hit fire a bow you know you you can you, yeah what i'm surprised um you can i've used a bow like three times okay fair enough well you can hit you you can you can hit fire it well the cool thing is i I think the reason why this this perk is very I think this perk is targeted towards people that are really aggressive. Does that make sense? Because if you're chasing after mm. someone, 
and you're moving and bobbing and weaving, you don't have time to actually yeah, aim down sights. How about you, depending upon the, the aim assist with this and how snappy it is, which we know it's going to be, the draw speed is fantastic, or, or it's assumed to be, you know, I've, I've, there's times where I've actually hit people from shooting it from the hip. So, I don't know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right. we're going to talk about just bonus points because we're already, you know, we're leaning towards time here. But bonus talking points, the possible returns of gun slash lookalike. So when we, I sent some screenshots to you guys, and for the listeners of the podcast, if you guys haven't noticed, there's other content creators out there putting, you know, putting screenshots in their videos, or you can just go to uh, Bungie.net and just go to the This Week at Bungie, and they actually show thumbnails of the weapons you can, I'm assuming, forge out of this six-man activity called the Menagerie, right? Um, I just found up some more information this morning. I just got too lazy to write it down. But, uh, so, like, there's, there's... All right, actually, can, can I say something yeah, right there? This is something that the community has been asking for for a very long Are you time. About forging? And I, I'm, yes, yes. Like, I was slow on that uptake. I was like, what is this trash? I got to plug this in. I got, then I looked at it, I'm like, wait, this is, this is crafting weapons. Like, how long have we been asking to pick and reroll? Ever since rerolls, ever since, you know, little... The, the little needles that we had to reroll things. You remember all of that? Right, we had all that junk. And um, then you had like rotating rolls and you got to wait for the vendor to drop just the perfect group of stuff. You know, oh my God, hung jury, you know, all, all that stuff. This is exactly what the community has been asking for for a long you know, time. Look, just to... And I think it's a huge step in the right okay. direction. Well, look, just to be fair here, just play, I guess to play devil's advocate, um, we kind of got a pseudo version of that. So you remember the Curse of Osiris and that forging system, right? How excited mm-hmm. we were. Oh, we're going to forge our own weapons. Yeah. And <laughs> great. It's... Little did we know you had to grind like strikes for like 10 hours to get a little Yeah, nice. like 20 years. And here's the crazy part. So I, I think I think they're learning. I, I really do. I think they're learning. Like this is like, this is kind of like the weapon mods, how we have to, you know, cut off our left arm and sacrifice our firstborn just for enough mods and hope they drop the right one. Then you plug it in, then maybe your gun's nice good. Analogy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like. Dude, when they said that we were going to be able to, like, change our weapons up and modify our weapons, like, I thought we were going to be able to, like, I'm going to buy this part well, and it increases this stat or, like, you know. Like, it was actually going to be customized. Well, honestly, look, Joe, I, I have like no idea what's, how it's really going to work. Because I, I, I know that the, uh, what do you call that thing? The um, the the Chalice of Oculus has has a part to play of getting loot in the uh, Menagerie. Oh, that's, I, think, I think that's what the forging is. That's what they I'm were saying. saying that if you, like, do certain things and level certain things up. And they said it's going to be uh, a mystery at first. And it's a puzzle we have to solve. Because I guess there are certain, like... Mm-hmm. Almost like you remember how the cookie thing you put in, you know, to to get the different cookies, you put in like two of this and one of that, and then you bake it and you get a certain cookie. They were saying that it's going to be like that, where you know, in order to get the sniper with the whatever scope or whatever like pick, you know, you'd have to have a certain like pattern in like the 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 forging thing, and uh, and they wanted to yeah. leave it up to like you know players to find that stuff out by trial and error well look well speaking of you know forging and creating like these weapons oh go ahead someone do you want to say something oh no okay, i'm good sorry i thought i heard something um so speaking of forging and stuff like that 
Well, the thumbnails, there is like a lot of lookalikes in there. So a lot of people jumped the bandwagon and said, hey, that looks like Ayaz Luna. That looks like Hawkmoon. That looks like Pocket Infinity. There are some. Re- I feel personally attacked here. Well, <laughs> that was literally me. Yeah. No, seriously, I, I, I thought that for a second too. Because like, you're looking at the frame of it, and you're like, oh, that looks exactly like an Ayaz Luna right there. So. I know Bungie's paying attention, and I know they know there's certain favorites because there's a lot of things that are just being echoed in the community. Um, there's also a, a more exotics that are returning, specifically armor. I know that for sure. Um, so we saw the thumbnail of Kepri Sting. That's a hunter's gauntlet, which I forgot what that did. I believe if you stab someone in the back, it's like five times the damage. And uh, Kepri Sting yeah. was the invisible one. The bug made you go invisible. Yeah, when you put are you crouched and you went invisible or something? Or something. It was the invisible bug because it was extremely helpful in like Crota's end and everything. But it was like one of the hideous looking exotics. I'm like, why the hell do I have a beetle on my arm? No, wait. Are you sure you're not talking about the the blue gauntlets? I forget what they call. But you know what I'm talking about? I think it's talking about the blue. Actually, gauntlets no. Was that. the I thought was the bug one the one where you can hit harder from behind or something like that's that? That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Do you hit harder from because the bug like. And we were talking about it, like I guess the bug bites the person when you hit him or something. I mean, I guess so. Like, but but yeah, like the, the whole the whole point is yeah, you uh you do more damage from behind someone's head. You do five times. The damage. Yeah, it's both. It says gain invisibility after crouching. Right, so you crouch, there. then you go invisible. Then when you attack an enemy from behind while invisible, four time damage. Oh, we're we're all right. Look at that. <laughs> Yeah, it's all the no, same. No, wait a one. minute, it was this. No, it was this. Are you sure it wasn't this? Or, yeah, I, you, I use that Shut a lot uh, if I wanted to run. Yeah, the solo Crota, you stick that on, and you can kind of just like crouch and run around if you need to, and you didn't want to do Blade Dance. I think that. the cool thing is, too, that it, it had a poison effect as well if you did it successfully, correct? Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. get that much. Uh, also, uh, I'm excited for it. I need to level up my Titan again. But the, what do you call it, the Peregrine Greaves? Are coming back as well. Oh. Um, I saw that on the thumbnail, and man, I mean, you could just for those of y'all that don't know, y'all, if y'all never played Destiny One, the, the Peregrine Greaves are the the Titan uh, boot or legs. It, uh, it it's uh, when you shoulder charge, you know, it gives you more damage when you shoulder charge in the air. That's really what it was. So in Destiny One, when it came to a roaming super, and usually roaming supers have what they have higher resistance, they have more a higher defense. Well, you can actually one hit someone in their super if you shoulder charge someone in the air with those pants on and it yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes for some good plays you know nia titan out of uh what's it called the armor of light bubble too oh my gosh yes oh snap yeah Yo, i love when they think they're so secure you just boop. <laughs> i don't know i just rush in there like i'm going in <laughs> like so prepared for you i'm like i'm coming too baby let's stay right there Actually, I'm, a, I'm you know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna put a link into that because I have a clip I played some Destiny one not too long ago. Adam, I think I showed it to you or Joe, I showed it to you. Or I, I was, I was like, a, it was I was playing skirmish and I was by myself and I killed like two people. I wore like that and then he self resurrected and then I immediately smacked him right down with the shoulder charge as soon as he got up. God dang. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, no, um. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about all of it. I mean, like I said, overall I am excited, but at the same time, I am just cautiously optimistic about the whole thing, just because. I, I, I want to know when they're bringing Galhorn back. It's funny. I, I'm, you know, I I, I think 
you guys have doubted me on like every single one of them. Like they're bringing it back, and then they bring it back. The only one that's left that I've talked about. Yeah, right. So, so giant shank check, flying on a broom check, other exotics coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I was like, I bet there's gonna be a strike boss that's a giant shank, and it happened. It happened. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So I'm, I'm look. I'm not surprised. If, I won't even be surprised if they bring Gallahorn back, despite what the developers say. I mean, there's a shift, I believe, in culture or something because there's a lot of. I wouldn't be surprised they brought Cade back at this point. <laughs> Aldrin somehow becomes Cade. <laughs> just Cade just walks out. <laughs> he walks out like Harris Morton ship. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Whatever. <laughs> That's cool. You say, you say you won't be surprised if Cade comes back. <laughs> He's bringing everything back. He, take, he takes back his shit. Takes his gun. Takes the... <laughs> He's like, give it back. <laughs> You know, Adam does have a point, though. It's like, I have that back. Man. Adam does have a point, yeah. though, because I was wondering, the, I wondering this myself. I actually kind of forgot because there's so much stuff going on, and so many things are grabbing our attention from different areas, but uh, no one really, no one was talking about Aldrin being revived by the ghost anymore. Like, what is going to happen? What's the culture going to be in the tower? How are people going to respond? Obviously, Aldrin's not going to remember. And if he does, how is he going to get his memory back? I mean, how is his sister going to respond? Maybe I think his sister. I'll, I'll remind him. Give me give me 10 minutes and I'll remind oh, him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> pants on or pants off when you remind him? By the time I'm done, pants off. <laughs> say, say pants off or hands off? Uh, uh, both. Okay, sweet. Uh, no, yeah, honestly, I just, the reason I hate that, like, because that happened at, well, was that at the, was that the, was that the season of the Drifter that K died? No. No, that was, a, that was, no. a, yeah, that, that was D2, man. That was like, no, no, oh, no, yeah, no. so that was Forsaken. The so that's thing. the one thing I hate is that, like, and the, with Aldrin, it's like, it's been so long. And again, it's so like, you'll say, like, everyone's forgotten about it. And we're not going to probably get it this time since we're doing season of opulence and everything. So it's going to be almost a full year before we find something out about it. That's the one thing I kind of hate with the way they do their DLCs. Like, I get it. You don't want to only follow one storyline. But when you have so many going on, you just get lost in the sauce. You know, yeah, yeah, you're right. They, they kind of, they'll Easter egg something and then they'll move on to the next one. Look, look, here's this story. And then, like a year later, I remember this story. I'm like, no, I, I got to go watch a recap. I don't remember what this is from. Yeah, bro. You're yeah, like, they, they couldn't do that. Yeah, like you, you go from Gaul, you know, having some serious daddy issues. Then you got the darkness is coming. And then, then you got Psylocke, the defile. You got these barracks coming back, doing prison about. There's so much stuff going on. I don't even know what the heck is happening. There's just too many stuff. So much stuff going on. And you just start to kind of care less about. I, I, I believe some of the some of these side stories or these stories in general are just holding less and less weight, in my opinion, when we keep increasing more or keep just keep diverting. There's so many storylines and we're trying to connect them all, but they're so vague that you almost just it loses its value or I guess just the weight behind it is just not there. You're like, all right, great. OK, I don't know. But yeah, we're gonna stop the podcast here again. I want to thank you guys for coming in. I really do appreciate that, Joe. The same goes for you. I didn't say this to you, but I really do appreciate you coming in and making time. I know you're doing things with your family. You got things going on, but I do appreciate you making time. And um, I'm, I'm yeah, still man. trying to, you know, be better about you know my time management and just really keep you guys involved and in the loop. Okay. And I don't know, Joe. You don't know this. Adam already knows, but Joe, you don't know. Brian, he's going to be the permanent co-host for this podcast now. Okay. 
All right, awesome. cool. Yeah, you stuck with me, Joe. <laughs> that was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we're just going to run down the line. Well, Adam, I know you don't have any socials. Joe, I don't think you have any. Brian, I know you have some social plugs, so why don't you plug in, you know, the social plugs. Okay, and I'll put it in the description of the podcast, so go. Uh, no, like, I stream off and on when I feel like I'm doing okay. Halo Freak 1711. Okay. Yeah, Everyone, right. my mom has a Twitch. so depressed you know. right now. You're saying it. I'm reading. I'm reading something at the same time. I'm trying to pull up, uh, and then I just like I toss up some stuff on YouTube every so often. Do you know your YouTube? Uh, do you know your YouTube handle? Uh, I think it's Bgarza18. It's real, real straightforward. Okay, so I got a question. Back in the day. Got some guitar stuff. Got some all that kind of thing. Okay, so I got a question. If if uh, you if you're only given one option, do you do you engage more with your streaming or your uploading to YouTube? Streaming. Okay, so what 100%. is your what is your streaming username? Like, what's your platform? Is it Twitch.tv or is it Mixer? Uh, I just I, I have the Twitch log. I think I have Twitch logged into my uh, uh on uh, onto my Xbox dashboard, so I just start streaming from there. Okay. It's just my it's just my uh, gamer tag. Alright, what is it? Halo Freak one seven one one. All one word. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, what about your any other socials like Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Nope, that's solid. Okay, perfect. Uh, I just lurk on Twitter. Okay, perfect. All right, and um, watch the madness unfold. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you can uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and on Twitch at Wayne zero one one ninety three. Twitter is where you'll get the information that you want, uh, where I update you on the content that I drop, um, on you know streaming times, etc., or even the podcasts. A little bit of fun, a little bit of informational. You know, you get a little bit of everything. Instagram, if you like cute pics, you know, come through. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's more fun. <laughs> Fucking Wayne. I'm that sorry. I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know what that was. But <laughs> Instagram, it's, it's more of like a, a fun video spot. And uh, I think I'm going to start doing Snapchat, but I'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that. Okay, it's for, I did a first. I uploaded a first story on Snapchat for the person. It was very cringy, but whatever. And on Twitch, like I said, it's uh, Twitch, YouTube. I'm sorry, Twitch, Instagram, and uh, uh, Twitter. Just type in Wayne zero one one ninety three, and you'll find it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all time. And until then, we will see you in orbit. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. See you.